0: Hello and welcome to another message of the Ladder Rain Ministries, where we are dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. We hope that our ministry is helping you get closer to the Lord by helping you understand better His ways. If you have any questions or just need some prayer, please feel free to contact us through our website at www.thelatterrain.org. We would also like to make you aware that our English audio messages are now available as podcasts through iTunes. Please look for us in the Apple iTunes store under podcasts as the Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. And now as part of today's look into God's Word, we will be seeing Proverbs chapter 30. In this chapter, we read the observations of someone that does not consider themselves to be very smart. But however, just by questioning certain things in creation and seeing things around him, he's able to learn very important lessons. We'll see through the Word that just by observing creation, Not taking things for granted and seeing the evil of other people should guide us to the God of truth and wisdom that can save our lives and guide us now and into eternity. There is power in simple observation if we have the right mindset. Please stay with us for the next few minutes as we listen to today's message. Let's pray together for a few moments and let's ask the Lord that he help us understand his word as well as to help us have the right mindset and disposition to receive it. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, hallowed and glorified and exalted be your name for you are worthy to be exalted and praised forever and ever. Lord, there is no one like you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you please forgive my sins and my wrongs. Heavenly Father, for as David said, my sin is always before you. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for the forgiveness that we have through your son, Jesus Christ, and for the hope that we have of salvation through him. I pray, Heavenly Father, now in the name of Jesus, that you may help us as always to understand your word. Help us, O Lord, to to be able to have the right mindset, the disposition to receive it. Help us, O Lord, to just be open to you and to what you want to share with us, And Heavenly Father, as always, help us to understand that your word is life and your guide to us. Heavenly Father, I pray for each person that is listening, wherever they are. I pray, O God, that you may bless them and that you may be able to work in their lives and around them in a mighty way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today we'll be looking at Proverbs chapter 30. And this is what his word says. The words of Agor, the son of Jacob, his utterance, this man declared to Ithiel, to Ithiel and Ukul, surely I am more stupid than any man and do not have the understanding of a man and neither learned wisdom nor have knowledge of the Holy One who has ascended into heaven or descended, who has gathered the wind in his fists, who has bound the waters in a garment, who has established all the ends of the earth. What is his name and what is his son's name, if you know? Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Two things I request of you. Deprive me not before I die. Remove falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me. Lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. Do not malign a servant to his master. Lest he curse you and you be found guilty. There is a generation that curses its father and does not bless its mother. There is a generation that is pure in its own eyes, yet it is not washed from its filthiness. There is a generation, Oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation whose teeth are like swords and whose fangs are like knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. The leech has two daughters, give and give. There are three things that are never satisfied. Four never say enough. The grave, the barren womb, the earth that is not satisfied with water and the fire never says enough. The eye that mocks his father and scorns obedience to his mother and the ravens of the valley will pluck it out and the young eagles will eat it. There are three things which are too wonderful for me. Yes, four, which I do not understand. The way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent on a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea and the way of a man with a virgin. This is the way of an adulterous woman. She eats and wipes her mouth and says, I have done no wickedness for three things. The earth is perturbed. Yes, for four, it cannot bear it up for a servant when he reigns, a fool when he is filled with food, a hateful woman when she is married and a maidservant who succeeds her mistress. There are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. The rock badgers are a feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the crags. The locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. The spider skillfully grasps with his hands, and it is in king's palaces. There are three things which are majestic in pace; yes, four which are stately in walk. A lion, which is mighty among beasts and does not turn away from any, a greyhound, a male goat also and a king whose troops are with him. If you have been foolish in exalting yourself, or if you have devised evil, put your hand on your mouth, for as a churning of milk produces butter, and wringing the nose produces blood, so the forcing of wrath produces strife. In this passage we read of Agur, the son of Jacob. To start, Agur makes certain assertions on his own person, so we can get an idea of who he is. He declares himself to be not very smart or intellectual, even says uses the word stupid. In other words, he sets himself up as a very simple man. He declares himself to be an uneducated person, both from a human intellect aspect, as well as from a theological or religious point of view. Why is this important? Because he's given us the example that if he can learn important things without any kind of intellectual background, then any person should be able to do the same if they just observe things around them and with the right mindset. This is one of the problems that we have today. People in general think they're too smart. We think that because we have a little more knowledge on certain things than people did before, that we are just too advanced to bring ourselves to even contemplate The existence of an almighty God. Many people replace any potential for faith in God with our so-called science. And of course, it is necessary to challenge what we think we have today with certain results. If we are so advanced, why does our civilization keep on failing in so many different respects? For instance, if we think we have all of the answers as a society, why are people killing themselves more than ever before? Why is suicide seen as an option for so many people around the world? If there is one thing we cannot argue with is statistics. The World Health Organization wrote this in an article last year where it made these statistical declarations. One person still dies every 40 seconds from suicide. That means that 788,400 people committed suicide last year alone. The entire country of Montenegro has a smaller population than that. So we're talking about large masses of people the size of small nations that are killing themselves every year. And they also said this, while 79% of the world's suicides occur in low and middle income countries, high income countries had the highest rate, at 11.5 per 100,000. Nearly three times as many men as women die by suicide in high-income countries, in contrast to low- and middle-income countries, where the rate is more equal. Suicide was the second leading cause of death among young people aged 15 to 29, after road injury. Among teenagers aged 15 to 19 years, Suicide was the second leading cause of death among girls after maternal conditions and the third leading cause of death in boys after road injury and interpersonal violence. In the United States, according to an article written by CNN last year, it said that the suicide rate in the United States had increased 33% from 1999. It also said that suicide rates were highest between the ages of 15 to 44 for both males and females. According to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, on average, 129 Americans died by suicide each day. 1.4 million Americans attempted suicide. 47,173 people actually committed suicide in 2019. Let's put this into some sort of perspective again. The Vietnam War in which the United States was engaged for about 18 years, a total of 58,220 U.S. soldiers died. Do you understand just how staggering the statistic is? So we basically read that people are taking their lives constantly, and that this is happening at an even faster rate in high-income countries where technology, science, healthcare, and personal comfort should be the best, and that our young people seem to be the most hopeless individuals. How does that happen? If we are so smart and advanced, then why are such large groups of people killing themselves and in places where they should have all they need and want? And here is where we need to come back to basics. We're living in an age of hopelessness. No matter how much money or parent success there is, or how much science and technology we have, or how even how comfortable we may be living, or how entitled we may feel to live our lives any way we want, we are missing as a society the most important answers. We are just not even allowing ourselves the opportunity to ask very simple questions like this Agur. If we just start by wondering very simple yet incredible things, we will arrive to inevitable and life-changing answers. The Bible says this in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Basically, if we just take the time to contemplate creation, the things we can see, the things science can help us understand and both qualify and quantify to a certain extent, we would be able to understand that there is a God, an almighty God, a creator that is capable of incredible and awesome things, an omnipotent being that is very much present today, just like he has always been present and will always be present for all eternity. We read in this passage where this very simple man observes heaven, the wind, the waters and the ends of the earth and how he nearly instinctively after just paying attention on his own understands that this being has a name and that this being has a son. So we are taught by this very unintellectual man that he finds his answers by just paying attention, by not dismissing the grandeur of creation, by not taking for granted vast and incredible existences. We are so deceived by our meager advances and intellect that we lose sight of what really matters of the great things that are nowhere near our control. We have been so entertained by Satan with the insignificant that as a group, we have even lost our reason and purpose to live just over the past few years. Millions of people in the most developed and advanced countries around the world believed that there is no answer and they decided to take their own lives. Something is dreadfully wrong. We continue seeing in today's passage the importance of God's word, that every word of God is pure and that Agur finds his own personal shield in the Lord when he trusts in him. We read that he asked God to just give him enough for his needs that he doesn't need anymore. We read of the troubles that are found in people that do not respect the people they should respect and how vile and violent they can become because of their arrogance and evil. So you see, nothing good can be found apart from God. People cannot be good on their own. It's just not possible. The Bible also teaches us the following When people disregard the Lord, there's a great danger when you just push God aside knowingly. If we turn back to Romans chapter one, we read this for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because what may be known of God is manifest in them for God has shown it to them. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and birds, and four-footed animals, and creeping things. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness, in the lust of their hearts, to dishonor their own bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchanged their natural use for what is against nature. Likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of the error which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. So quite simply, when we knowingly reject God, When we turn to other things outside of him, we're given over to our own devices, to our own sinful nature. Basically, God just says, if you don't want me in the picture, then a godless world is what you will have. There is such a thing as being careful what you wish for because you just might get it. If you reject God, then God will let evil fill the vacuum. If you don't want to follow his ways, then he will let you create or follow your own ways. He will let you live a life of lawlessness. And here is where we are today in so many different respects. And this is why so many people cannot find any answers. They cannot find a reason to keep living. This is not God's fault. Actually, quite the contrary. God wants to give life. He wants to give everyone eternal life, an awesome purpose to live for. The reason why many people are living hopelessly is because many people have suppressed the truth in unrighteousness. So mankind can only blame mankind for their own downfall and self-destruction. They cannot even blame Satan. Satan can only try to tempt a person to help them deviate. But it is a person's choice of whether or not they give in to his temptation. God is there if we just look up to the heavens and start taking in all of the incredible things he has created. If we look at a mirror, we can see his likeness, how man was created in the image of God. Think for a moment and how intricate and complex things are and that it is impossible for all of this to be an accident. You are not an accident, even if your parents may think you are you were fearfully and wonderfully made. I can honestly say that I am not really against science and technology and human advancement because if we use it appropriately, it should help us see even more clearly just how great and wonderful God truly is. The concept of gravity itself is mind-boggling because if you think about it, how we all just don't go flying off into space. What keeps the earth spinning on its axis? What keeps the planets of our solar system revolving around the star we call the sun? What or who keeps everything in its place in such a way that we can establish laws on them, like the laws of physics? What or who keeps our involuntary actions happening, like the beating of our hearts, like the constant transmitting of messages from our mind to all parts of our bodies? How does the miracle of physical life start with just mixing two very simple things and that in just a few weeks there's a tiny little heart beating in the womb of a woman? There are so many things we take for granted, so much magnificence that is missed, so many wonderful things that are not taken into consideration. It is impossible that what seems smallest to us to the cosmic can be accidents. Yet, many prefer to believe in a cosmic accident than in an almighty God. Many people prefer to think that they came from an animal or a primate than being lovingly and tenderly formed by the hands of our Heavenly Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. Did you know that man is the only part of creation that was actually formed by the hands of God and made living by the breath of the Lord Himself? Everything else was spoken into existence. Except man. If we continue going further into this chapter, we see that Agur makes more observations regarding the behaviors of certain people and things in creation. Read of just how very simple yet mindful observations. But if we look at them closely, we can learn valuable wisdom. We can learn about things and people we need to be careful with. About things that are untraceable. About how certain animals and instincts may not be strong, but through prudence, dedication, teamwork, organization, subtlety and courage, they are able to achieve great things. Because if we just allow for God's creation to teach us things that we need to learn, ultimately, if we let God speak to us through everything He has made, by just staying quiet and observant. We could be so successful at so many different things. Most of all, we can come to know the mysteries of the universe and why we exist, giving us a great purpose here and now and a hope for the eternal future. If we just take the time to value what God has created, by applying the good things that scientific technology and human intelligence does offer. We could learn so much and gain much more personal value than ever thought possible. Rather than wasting our time by trying to treasure the crumbs that Satan throws our way, we should learn to appreciate and embrace the grandeur and the magnificence that God offers to each and every one of us. If we truly just start to understand some of the things God does, our only logical responses would be reverence and awestruck wonder. By observing creation, we'd be able to start discovering the greatness of God and the incredible mercy and grace He shows us through every single thing that exists only because He wills for them to exist, starting with our very own humble person. If we have the gift of sight and perception, it should be easy to gain faith and understand just how small we are, and how great everything around us is. Starting by acknowledging the God that made everything, the invisible that made the visible world. Just think, if mankind would have just read Proverbs 8:27 to 30, something that was written by divine inspiration through King Solomon over 900 years before Christ, we would have known that the world was round, for it is written, when he, speaking of God the Father, prepared the heavens, I, speaking of Jesus' wisdom, was there when he drew a circle, the earth, on the face of the deep, that's space when He established the clouds above, when He strengthened the fountains of the deep, when He assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters would not transgress His command, when He marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside Him as a master craftsman, and I was daily His delight, rejoicing always before Him. There is no greater tragedy than a person refusing to believe something so obvious, so great, yet so simple because they choose to believe that they are smarter and more powerful than the very being that allows for them to exist. My advice to you is to just lay aside any kind of human pride and accept the obvious because your life depends on it. Just because a person is unwilling to understand or accept something does not make it become less significant or non-existent. The Lord does not depend on our faith for His existence, but rather our existence completely depends on Him. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I praise You and I worship You, O Lord. Heavenly Father, some of our greatest failures are just paying attention, just just looking at the obvious, just, just staring at it, just for a few minutes, Lord God. Heavenly Father, we take so much for granted. There's so much greatness all around us, and, and, and yet we just take it like it's just something else. It's just another day. Heavenly Father, we are we are so wrong in our, in our way of proceeding. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I, I pray that you please just have mercy on us. I pray, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, that you may just help us to understand. Help us to just use our simple senses to just see and experience your greatness and to give you the honor and glory that you deserve. To understand that all of our answers are in you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I pray that you just please just help us Be merciful to us as you always are. Please continue being patient. Heavenly Father, help us to just understand. I give you thanks and I praise you, O Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we continue looking into God's Word together. Please feel free to write to us through our website if you have any questions or just need some prayer. Our web address again is www thelatterreign.org The Ladder Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.